0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. American share prices tumbled amid mounting economic anxiety and the prospect of steeper interest rate rises. The S&P 500 index closed at its lowest level this year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average entered bear market territory. 20% below its January high. Meanwhile, the pound rebounded against the dollar during Asian trading, rising 5% above the nadir of below $1.04 that it reached on Monday. The Bank of England said it would not hesitate to change interest rates, but would not raise them yet. Gas from both Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines connecting Russia and Germany leaked into the Baltic Sea following an unexplained drop in pressure. Nord Stream 2, which is owned by Gazprom, a state-run Russian energy giant, is defunct but still filled with gas. Nord Stream 1 has also been inactive because Russia is withholding gas from Europe in response to economic sanctions. Denmark and Germany are investigating the cause of the leaks. Ukrainians who helped organize referendums in four Russian controlled areas will face treason charges and years in jail, according to an advisor to Ukraine's president. This does not include Ukrainians coerced into voting to join Russia. The polls will close on Tuesday. Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, is expected to announce the results, inevitably in his favor, on September 30th. Dmitry Medvedev a former president of Russia, said that the country has the right to use nuclear weapons in the war in Ukraine. Mr. Medvedev, an ally of Vladimir Putin, also stated his belief that NATO would stay out of the conflict for fear of a nuclear apocalypse. Meanwhile, heavy fighting was reported along the front separating Ukrainian and Russian troops. The World Bank slashed its growth forecast for China in 2022, in part because of the country's zero-Covid policy and property crisis. The bank expects the world's second-biggest economy to grow at an annual rate of 2.8%, a little over half of its previous forecast of 5%. Growth in the East Asia and Pacific regions was also revised down to 3.2%. Kamala Harris, America's vice president, will visit the demilitarized zone separating the two Koreas on Thursday. The visit will highlight America's ironclad commitment towards South Korea's security, according to an American official. The announcement comes days after North Korea fired a ballistic missile off its east coast, the latest in a series of tests this year. NASA's DART probe successfully smashed into an asteroid 6.8 million miles away in a test of the American Space Agency's ability to defend Earth by deflecting incoming projectiles. It will be a few weeks before scientists know for sure if the experiment worked, but Laurie Glaze, NASA's Planetary Science Director, called it a new era of humankind. Fact of the Day 970 million The number of people around the world affected by 12 mental health conditions. The total could well be an underestimate. And, correction. In Thursday's edition of Espresso, we described how in 1917 the Bolsheviks toppled the Russian monarchy. In fact, the Bolsheviks toppled the provisional government, which had replaced the monarchy after an earlier revolution the same year. And now, here's a
1: deeper look at the day ahead. Japan's Controversial State Funeral Last week, world leaders gathered in London to mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth II. On Tuesday, many of them will flock to the other side of the world to attend the state funeral in Tokyo of Abe Shinzo, a former Japanese prime minister who was assassinated in July. Japan's current prime minister, Kishida Fumio, hopes the event will boost the country's presence on the global stage. But the plan has been hugely unpopular among Japanese thanks to Abe's controversial legacy, which includes downplaying the nation's wartime atrocities and the cost estimated at about 1.66 billion yen, or $11.8 million. A poll in mid-September by Nikkei, a media giant, found that only 33% of the public favored holding the funeral. It also revealed that the approval rating for Mr. Kishida's government had plunged from 57% in August to 43%. Protests are expected across the country. Rumors abound that such opposition could push the government into holding a snap election this autumn. Conversely, once the funeral is over and the Japanese have witnessed global dignitaries paying tribute to Abe, that opposition might fade. RUSSIA'S NUCLEAR BLACKMAIL Western officials have grown increasingly concerned about the risk that Russia, facing severe setbacks on the battlefield, might resort to the use of nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Russia will annex large parts of occupied Ukraine through sham referendums, perhaps as early as Tuesday. President Vladimir Putin has argued that Ukrainian attacks on these territories would thus constitute attacks on Russian soil— and has hinted at nuclear retaliation to protect the country's, quote, territorial integrity. How seriously should these threats be taken? Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, has said he doesn't think Mr. Putin is bluffing. Jake Sullivan, America's national security advisor, has said that his government has warned Russia that nuclear use would have, quote, catastrophic consequences. American officials say that these could include conventional military strikes against Russia. But if Russia were to respond in kind, the result would be a shooting war between NATO and Russia, the very thing the two sides have sought to avoid ever since Mr. Putin's ill-fated invasion. The Reinvention of BlackBerry BlackBerry, the Canadian manufacturer of a once-iconic messaging accessory used by business people with dexterous thumbs, has suffered more than a decade of ignominious decline. Its reluctance to replace the device's fiddly buttons with touchscreens and its failure to embrace apps saw BlackBerry cede the smartphone market to Apple and Android. The firm stopped making its handsets in 2020 and finally ceased support for them earlier this year. Since then, it has been trying to reinvent itself as a maker of software for business. In its quarterly results due on Tuesday, analysts are hoping for some evidence that the company's turnaround has started to succeed, BlackBerry's cybersecurity business, including antivirus software and secure mobile apps, has enjoyed steady but not overwhelming growth. More promising is its booming Internet of Things business, which has embedded BlackBerry software in 215 million vehicles and various other bits of machinery. But the real test will be whether the new BlackBerry can eventually turn a profit. On Tuesday, analysts expect it to announce another loss-making quarter. Britain's Economy Takes a Pounding Investors are still reeling from Kwasi Kwarteng's fiscal statement last Friday when the new British finance minister breezily announced the biggest tax cuts in half a century, along with measures that will increase borrowing by 3% of GDP this year. After weekend reports of yet more fiscal largesse to come, the pound dropped to a record low against the dollar in the early hours of Monday before recovering some ground. On Tuesday, the government will feel the consequences of its actions further when it tries to borrow £1.2 billion, or $1.3 billion, in inflation-linked gilts maturing in 2031. At 9 a.m. on September 23, the market interest rate for unlinked gilts was 3.46%. But by close of play on Monday, it had climbed to 4.1%. On Sunday, Mr. Quarteng declined to comment on short-term market moves, claiming that he was focusing on growth. But unless something changes to bolster investors' trust, the clamor to change course will be hard to ignore. Silent Spring and Modern Environmentalism Sixty years ago on Tuesday, Rachel Carson's book, Silent Spring, was published. Combining rigorous scientific analysis with lyrical prose, Carson, an aquatic biologist at America's Department of Fisheries, detailed the extensive damage DDT and other such insecticides wreaked on ecosystems. The chemical industry tried to sue, also attacking Carson's scientific credentials, she did not have a PhD, and personal life. Undeterred, President John F. Kennedy ordered his scientific advisory committee to investigate. DDT was banned in America in 1972. Influential figures from Al Gore, a former American vice president, to Rex Wheeler, a co-founder of Greenpeace International, credit Carson, who died in 1964 with inspiring their environmental campaigning. Sir David Attenborough, a British naturalist, describes Silent Spring as the book which, after On the Origin of Species, has most profoundly shaped the scientific world. Carson's legacy further endures in environmental literature, influencing writers such as Robert McFarlane, In Margaret Atwood's novel, The Year of the Flood, the feast day of St. Rachel Carson is celebrated. Though not a saint, Carson was certainly a herald. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 Hours BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday. What was the name of the American aid plan to Europe after the Second World War? Finally, here's the quote of the day from William Sapphire, who died on this day in 2009. Never assume the obvious is true. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio.